We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hey, wine moms. Do you love wine? What about free wine? Or wine being delivered straight to your door completely hassle-free? Oh, I know you do, because we are on the same page. The sponsor of this week's episode is, of course, my favorite Napa Valley wine company that gives back. And that's One Hope. Currently through your sips, One Hope has been fortunate enough to donate over $7 million to charitable causes around the globe, such as Alex's Lemonade Stand, a nonprofit on a mission to find a cure for childhood cancer, or Charity Water, an organization dedicated to bringing clean, safe drinking water to communities around the world, and so many more. One Hope has an incredible wine club that brings the carefully and thoughtfully crafted taste of Napa directly to your door. You can select a curated box or even customize one of your own or place a one-time order. The more you sip One Hope wines, the more rewards you earn, and those are redeemable for discounts or giftable to an organization of your choice. You can even host a wine-tasting fundraiser to support a cause that's close to your heart. To do that, all you have to do is shoot me an email or DM me on Instagram. Link and details are in the show notes below. Now let's go ahead and get into the show. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. Does I'm my audio so- sound okay? I don't have a, f- a fancy microphone. <laughs> oh, it sounds fine. Okay, good. Gonna- I love the fact that I have switched these recordings. Um, I used to have a co-host. And now that I don't long, I no longer have a co-host, I switched all the recordings to Zoom. So mm-hmm. I'm able to like chit chat with more people, not just people who live in my town. Mm-hmm. Um, but also going to Zoom, it's like I, it's like a face-to-face conversation, kind of. So mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, I, no, absolutely. I feel like Zoom's audio is always pretty good, even if you don't have like a microphone. I agree. As long as you don't put Bluetooth headphones. (laughs) Yeah, I I refrained from headphones today. I was like, nah, it's fine. I'll close the door. (laughs) (laughs) So is this, is this your craft area? It's such a mess. See how it's, everything's everywhere. I love this. Um, Yeah, this is where I do everything. There is like a bed in here because it used to be accessible as a bedroom. And now it's literally just like my cricket and everything everywhere <laughs> creative space I love it well for everybody listening um this is Michelle the creator behind Lushy Labels uh, what inspired you to start making these super sassy super cute wine labels I wish I'm going to bring this up because um, I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine. I know it might be a little early by you, but this says uh, pair as well with recording podcasts. 
Cute. Oh my God. I love that. If I wasn't the absolute most hungover, I would drink wine with you because it's two o'clock here, but yeah, it's two, it's five o'clock in New York. So I, I figured I might as well, but, um, (laughs) I started Lushy Labels. It was like literally on a whim. Uh, I got engaged in August and a couple of things. So like the first thing was people were giving me like somebody gave me like a wine label set like on wine just like oh you're when you buy your dress something like that um oh, and cute. then I, and then I wanted to um have wine labels when I like gave them to my bridesmaids of like will you be my bridesmaid and like put a wine label on it but um I couldn't really find something that was like perfect and so I was like, I feel like it would be cool if I like made my own. And so I researched everything and I like tried to figure out like logistically what would happen. And it literally was a turnaround time. I realized I need to buy a cricket. I need to buy a good <laughs> printer. And like about in about a month, it went from an idea to an Etsy, an Etsy shop. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. See, I have, I have a similar problem. I have all of these like ideas in my head, especially when it comes to graphics. I think I've rebranded the podcast like four times uh, because I have these ideas in my head. And when I shop around and when I look for stuff, it's kind of hard to like get exactly what you want. So I Mm -hmm. love that you're just like, oh, screw it. I'll just do it myself. And now you have everything you want all the time. Yeah. And I can make them for anything or any occasion and make words and put them together. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously the podcast is audio. So explain to everybody what the wine labels are. Okay. So basically it is the, so I write notes with all my orders and I basically write, I created Lushy labels to bring people together through wine. Like that's my big thing. Like I feel like there's a big difference between going to a party and like bringing a, like running to the liquor store before you get there. Oh, let me go grab like a bottle of something to, so I have something to bring where you like put this label on the wine and I have champagne labels or like bubbly labels standard size labels and like Pinot Noir, like a curvy shaped label and you put it on and it makes it personal. So for example, if you are going to a bridal shower and you are giving them wine, you have an option of like, cheers, you're engaged or something along those lines. So everything makes it more personal. You can add the person's name and it, it makes a gift. Like it ups the level of the gift. I love them. I think they're so cute. I found you through Admire Vine. I always mm-hmm. say Admire Wine, but it's Admire Vine because uh, she posted some <laughs> some of the labels on your on her Instagram story, and I was like, "That is the freaking cutest thing!" I have to talk to her. <laughs> Aww, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Hey, wine moms, working moms, corporate moms. Don't want to be in debt moms, children or older moms, got to pay for college moms, all moms, listen up. As the cost of living rises, debts increase, in the pandemic of 2020, more and more families are looking for professional yet flexible career opportunities. I have been asked so many times how I am able to be a solo, homeschooling, stay-at-home mom, and it's all because of bookkeeping. Yeah, (laughs) you heard me right bookkeeping. 
Now, it may not be overly thrilling or an adventurous, flashy career field, but it's safe, secure, dependable, in demand, and how I have been able to support my son, our lifestyle, and survive the lockdown while also having the flexibility to travel, explore, and spend more time doing the things we love. As more people get creative, tech startups take off, and more companies being open to the idea of outsourcing their administrative positions, this gives women like us the opportunity to earn more, work less, and around a schedule that accommodates all of our other spinning plates. As the head of my business financial services and development firm, EDJ Consulting Group, I have created the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass, where I share with you all of the lessons that I learned while starting and scaling my very own remote bookkeeping business. Become a home bookkeeper today. The details on how to enroll are all in the show notes below. I'm like such a creeper right now. I'm like scoping out all of your craft. I want to be a crafter so bad, but if those are on like the labels and stuff over there, that's like shipping materials. I have a shot, a closet full of shipping stuff. I'm going to drop stuff. I have orders all over the place. And so those little <laughs> frame things are like what I use for my cricket to cut things out. So they're just everywhere. It's a mess, but this is like my one little room of messiness. And then the rest of the house is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to be a crafter so bad. And there's been multiple times that I've thought about getting a cricket, but I'm like, I watch the videos on like, on uh like the cricket on Amazon or whatever. It like does like the little video overview. And I'm like, that thing has so many capabilities. I don't even know where to start, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm, I'm like the worst at crafts. I've tried to be like a Pinterest mom and like do cute stuff, especially when we started homeschooling and it was just not happening for us. Like ever, I get so frustrated because everything, it looks so cute on Pinterest. And then I try it at home and I'm like, what the heck is this? It's like falling apart, like a clown's eyes coming off. Like it's a disaster. <laughs> I feel like you just have to like work towards it. And like, I feel like as you keep going, you get better. But <laughs> my first couple labels were not cute at all. <laughs> But I'm, I'm starting to like get into like the more crickety stuff rather than just cutting out like my labels. I'm usually, I'm like, this is what I was like doing for Mother's Day, like cups that have like vinyl oh, cool. lettering and stuff like that. So I'm going to start like utilizing that on my page a little bit more, maybe selling some like tumblers and glasses and stuff. But right now labels are taking up a lot of my time. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Well, I can only imagine the amount of orders you have to process in a month because I love that it's personalized. I'm a sucker for anything personalized or especially like uh, One Hope, which is the wine sponsor of my podcast. They came out with these like mini bottles and Mm. I've seen pictures of people who have taken the mini bottles and they've like covered up the One Hope label and they've personalized it. And they have them like sitting in like buckets at weddings, like those, like Mm -hmm. if it's like a rustic wedding, they have them sitting in like little ice buckets. And I'm like, oh, that is the cutest thing. Like I would keep it and take it home. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people appreciate that too, because it makes it like 
more yours rather than just the regular like standard bottle. Absolutely. So one of the things I heard you mention is that you like to bring people together through wine. And it's kind of what inspired my podcast. I like to just have conversations with women um, who are like in business or moms or whatever. Just having conversations is like one of the biggest things. Like I get messages all the time that are like, oh my God, I love this episode. I shared it with my friends, (laughs) all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And they're like, especially when it's like women or moms, I feel like there's just so many people out there who like act like everything is perfect. And this is like the anti-perfection podcast, I feel like. (laughs) Because we have a, a segment called Confessions. So if you have a confession Wait, prepared, <laughs> um, but like some of the confessions, I get messages and people are like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one who did that. And it, it's gotten so the perfectionism veil has been lifted, especially recently on Instagram. I feel like through the pandemic, it really pushed that because like there was so many reels of like women just like drinking wine in their kitchen sink. And they're like, oh my God, I want to leave my house. (laughs) My husband's annoying or my kids are annoying or like (laughs) all this stuff. Um, But wine has just been such a big part of that. I agree. Absolutely. Especially during the pandemic, because I think most people definitely increased their wine drinking while in quarantine. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If there was an industry to be in during the pandemic, wine is definitely it. I saw something that millennials just like became like the highest, like the demographic that purchases the most wine now. And I think a lot of people are just like, in like that 30 year old range or just like, I'm done. I just need to drink wine. I love wine. It's so oh, I, that. back in the day and why I'm suffering today is <laughs> um, ugh, I am like rough. I went across the street to this restaurant to pick up food and meet up with a friend. And uh, while we were there, there was only like four other people. Cause it's like Memorial day weekend. So nobody is like, everybody's out camping or like barbecuing. So there was only four other people in this restaurant and, uh, they were, it like closed early because there was just us, like nobody was there. (laughs) So, so they're all like, we're going to go to this towny bar. That's like up the street. And they're like, you should come. And they are probably already drunk. I have no idea. Um, but they're like, you have to come, you have to come. So I went and like hung out with them and they kept ordering shots and they weren't like just shots. They were like fruity, like Mm -hmm. neon red. I don't know what the hell they were. I won't do you wrong like that. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. And that is why I love wine so much. It's because like, now that I'm a mom, I feel like my whole, like my whole, I feel like you're whole body, your DNA, your 
just everything changes after you have a kid. So like back in the day, or maybe I just got older, who knows, but like back in the day, I used to drink like Jameson and ice and now just the smell of Jameson, like grosses me out. I'm like, no, absolutely not. And, uh, but like having a glass of wine or two at night and like watching, Mm -hmm. I don't know, real housewives of New York and like just hanging out. It like relaxes me. It's not like high party mode. It just like, it's my chill zone. Yeah. It like brings you down a little bit. I also, I also think it's like a self-care moment, right? Like if you, especially if you're like watching something on TV or just like, that's like time for you, which I think is important especially yeah. these days because I feel like you don't really get a lot of like downtime. Oh my God. I know. That's one of the things I kind of secretly loved about the pandemic is that like, cause when we, when the pandemic first started, we were still over in Salt Lake city and it was just hustle and bustle all the time, like running around, going downtown, like, Oh, it was awful. Um, and then the pandemic happened and I'm like, are you serious? You're going to force me to stay at home and not get dressed and like have all of my groceries delivered to my door? Like, oh, sorry. Oh, please don't. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, please. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I feel you. I, I think like when I, when I started working from home during the pandemic, I was, I initially thought it was an, an amazing opportunity to just be home all the time rather than being at work. Like some people are like, oh no, I want to be back in the office. I, from day one, I was like, no, this is great. I want to Those be people are crazy. They're, <laughs> they're not our people. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I love being around people, but if I can work from home and not have to get like get, get dressed or commute, that's, that's it. I now def- I'm back in the office, but. Oh, what a bummer. I'm so sorry for you. No, I I left corporate finance and took my home bookkeeping business full-time and fully remote over the pandemic. And I'm never, ever, ever going back. I'm like, I don't know how to live any other way now. Like this is, this is my life now. (laughs) I feel like that real when they're like, I'm obsessed with it and it's okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm obsessed with working at home because my, like my, everything got cheaper. I fill my car up. Um, I have like a smaller SUV and I fill it up once a month, maybe. Oh, that's great. And then like, uh, I put the, like the progressive snapshot thingy in my car to like, see if I could save money on my car insurance. And it went down by like $67 a month. Wow. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like everything is cheaper except for like groceries. Like I buy way more groceries now. And, but like, I don't have to pay for daycare, um, when I was in Salt Lake and I was working downtown, like in a corporate building, I had to pay for parking and it was like $9 a day. What? Yeah. To, oh gosh. That's so rough. we got like a little reimbursement. It was like, they paid like half of our parking bill, but I'm like, it was like $9 a day to park because I had to park there all day. And the parking lot was like under a mall. So it was like mall parking and like normally I think it's like $3 for like 
I don't know, three hours or something like that, but I was there all day. So it was like $9 a day for me. And I'm like, I don't have to pay parking. I don't have to like sit in traffic. I don't have to pump fuel my car like ever pretty much barely. I'm like so much stuff has like, I feel like got, it's like cheaper. I think, I think to stay at home. Oh yeah. I agree with that. Except for all the wine that you end up drinking. I know. (laughs) That ups. I think like my alcohol. see that over there? Okay. There it is. So the collection. <laughs> so I am saving all of my empty, I don't know if you can see them, all of my empty bottles I've been putting up here and mm-hmm. my, my fridge is stocked. And over the pandemic, I feel like companies were really um, like giving promotional products to people to like post on Instagram because social media, like the amount of time people spend on social media now is like tripled compared to what it was a couple of years ago. Um, so I have like a bunch of spiked coffees. I have like a bunch of wine in my fridge and I want to do like wine bottle crafts. I'll have mm-hmm. to let you know how it goes. Cause I told you I'm not yeah. very crafty. Um, <laughs> but I really want to make a chandelier. You need them. <laughs> really? I want to make yeah. like lamps and I want to make a chandelier. Have you seen the wine chandeliers? No, I haven't, but that's so cool. So I want to do it with like metal rope and like a piece of um, like raw edged wood and mm-hmm. then have the bottles hanging down like a couple different lengths. I've seen them all over um, like on, I don't know, I look them up on Google, but they're all over like Pinterest and I was going to order one because me and my son were building a house. And I was like, oh, that would be perfect to put like over our island. And I went to go see how much they were. And they're like thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I drink enough wine. All I got to do is get some like wood. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, one of the things I love about One Hope, I think you can see it up here, is that all of their bottles have this like white thing around the top. And they're all like, most of them are clear because I drink Pinot Grigio, um, which I don't only drink Pinot Grigio, but it is my favorite. Every time I order a case, I'm like, okay, four bottles of Pinot Grigio and two of everything else. <laughs> uh, but I've been um, into Blanc lately. Like Pinot Grigio, I, I, I'm like, it's okay. Sauv Blanc is my, my white wine of choice these days. I love Pinot Grigio. I never did until... Um, I don't know if you're a reality TV junkie like myself, but Vanderpump Rules. Uh, when I want to watch that. I've heard very like the, the show's crazy. It's so crazy. And I, it's over now, I think. So if you find it, you can just like binge the entire series. But there's this part where Stassi Schroeder like leaves the restaurant to go to New York to like follow her boyfriend. And they end up breaking up. So she comes back to LA and uh, this girl, Sheena, like she's not very close with, they used to have a bunch of drama. And uh, there's this one scene where she's like, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. And I'm yes, like, I've heard that. I've heard that. 
You're like, done. This is my wine now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I went out like that day and bought a bottle of Pinot Grigio and I just like never turned back. I was like, I'm a Stassi now. If you have been listening for a while, you may already know that my nonprofit, Sterling Lives, has finally been approved and we are now going through the long, nerve-wracking process of funding. Our mission is to assist the youth aging out of the foster care system while they transition into adulthood. Through sustainable tourism, youth are able to earn an income, to save for their futures, live in safe, eco-friendly and affordable housing, focus on mental and physical health, attend group workshops, higher education and career training. Our goal is to grant youth a safe place to heal, focus and grow. Though federal funding opportunities do exist, we still need your help. Our GoFundMe link is included in the show notes below. Any and all donations, link shares, and Sterling Lives merchandise orders are greatly appreciated. And of course, feel free to give the Sterling Lives organization a follow on Instagram. There you can stay up to date with news and all that we have going on, along with future builds. Thank you so much. <laughs> I like that. And now every time. And now you have a quote for it too. I know. She has these, um, what are they? Gifs, I think. Gifs uh, on Instagram. And like every time I drink Pinot Grigio, I always post her little, her little like cartoon thingy from Instagram stories on there. And it's like, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Like she's such a bitch, but oh, it was so funny. I feel like I start watching more TV. (laughs) I've watched so much. So my job, I don't have to like be on the phone or whatever. I just do bookkeeping from home. Um, So I always have the TV on. And normally I have a show that I just like I've seen before, like Friends or Gilmore Girls or something like that, um, or Vanderpump Rules, because <laughs> like I just can't not watch it. Um, and I watch so much TV now. I feel like my TV is always on between me and my four-year-old son. Somebody's watching TV. I'm sure you watch very different shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, except for I've noticed I've caught myself a couple times at like he'll leave or he'll go to bed or he'll be in the shower and I'm still watching like Blaze and the Monster Truck Machines and I'm like, why am I watching this? What am I doing? <laughs> like, I can change it. <laughs> so what kind of inspired your love for wine? Is it something that you've always had around or is it a passion that you found later? This is pretty recent. Like, I, I don't think we really started drinking wine until, like, last year. Like, that wasn't usually my choice. Like, if I went to a bar, I was getting, like, a vodka soda. That was just, like, always my thing. And, like, hard seltzers and whatnot. That was normally, like, my gameplay. But then I think, like, probably, like, beginning of 2020, we started drinking my wine more regularly, mostly as, like, that relaxing, like, end of the day like whatever and then the pandemic hit and it was like a lot of wine all the time and (laughs) we started going to some wineries and whatnot and um I just think as that progressed I became more of like a wine drinker I realized it was like 
I didn't have like a headache after I was drinking wine or anything like that. Whereas like, if you're drinking liquor, I can have like, if I have like two liquor drinks, I always like wake up and I don't feel great. Whereas if I drink wine, I can usually like bounce back a little bit quicker, which I like. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Not if I drink a bottle of wine, that's not going to do anything, but if I have like a glass or two, it's not going to kill me, you know? Oh yeah. I love that. That's one of the things I love about wine because I'm just like, I am, I I think there was just like a real, I saw the other day that was like, you want to know what I love that I learned when I turned 30 and he's, and the guy's like not getting hung over. Like that is what I love. Like back in the day, we would go out to bars or like party or whatever, have bonfires. Cause in Ohio, you can do that out here in Nevada. It's like very frowned upon cause you'll burn the entire state down. Oh yes. No humidity. <laughs> but we, I would just like, oh, sometimes, especially even when you're young, like it sucks to have a hangover, but like, I feel like you're still functionable. Like the amount of times I would go to like a college class in sweatpants and sunglasses and still be able to like pass my exam. (laughs) (laughs) But like now if I have a, like a hangover, it's devastating to my entire day the next day and, or a two day hangover is something I found out existed when I was, when I turned 30. (laughs) Yeah. I, it's funny you say that because I had I, was, I had the worst hangover yesterday that I've had like probably in like a year. So we went out with some friends because like in New York, things are starting to like open up a little bit. And then we ended up coming back to our house and we drank more. We were up till five o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm never doing this again. It was terrible. Oh my God. It wasn't terrible. We had a blast, but we were like <laughs> yesterday. Thank goodness. It, it's been poor. Like it's pouring in New York right now. And it was pouring yesterday. So like it was like the perfect day to like sit in bed and we watched the handmaid's tale all day and it was fantastic. (laughs) How do you get through the handmaid's tale? Because everyone, a couple, I think it was a couple years ago. I don't know what season they're on now. Um, but everyone was talking about it. Advertisements were everywhere for it. Everyone was talking about it. So I was like, Oh, my show is done. Um, I'm going to check out handmaid's tale. And I think I got maybe four to six episodes in and I'm like, I can't stomach this anymore. Like, I, I don't yeah. know how people watch it. No, I understand that. We watched the first season. We just finished the first season. We're on the second. Um, it's really, I feel like you have to just like disassociate what is actually happening from like, like this isn't real kind of a thing because that, can I curse? Oh yeah, go ahead. I was like, that, that show is fucked up. Like, really fucked up. It's so, so fucked up. Yeah, it, there's some crazy shit that goes on in that show. So I, um, I definitely understand why people wouldn't be able to watch it. It's entertaining, but like sometimes you can only watch so much at a time because of how heavy it is. Oh, it's so heavy. Yeah, I would, I've thought about giving it another chance because people say like, oh, you know, like towards the end of season one, it really gets good and like everything and whatever. And I'm like, and they said the same thing about Breaking Bad. I don't know if you guys watched Breaking Bad, but um, it was like, they're like, oh yeah, it's really slow in season one, but it picks up. 
And I'm like, I don't like these shows where you have to like suffer through it to get to a good part. And I'm like, if I'm investing 12 hours of my life into a show, like I want it to be good. I don't want to like suffer through it just for the backstory to get to season two, but uh, people are still talking about Handmaid's Tale. And I'm like, I might have to try it again. Yeah. I, uh, I recommended it to a friend of mine and I think she only watched like two or three episodes and she's like, I can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I, I don't know. I really, I like Elizabeth Moss and I think for the most part, I'm like, I just disassociate it from it being an actual thing, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely terrible in some regards. <laughs> People say the same thing. Have you seen Outlander? No, I haven't. Now that is a good one. I highly, yeah. highly, highly recommend watching Outlander. Um, your next one then. That has to be your next one. It's definitely a show that you can also watch like with your uh, fiance or did you already get married? Fiance. Fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like a girly show. It's like mm-hmm. a show that you guys can watch together. So I think that's fun. Um, but that is like about like the 1700s, I think she went back in time to like 1742 okay and there's like gore and people getting like their limbs chopped off which I'm like I don't find that um and there's a lot of like just assault poor Claire is like just brutally beaten like every episode it seems like and I'm like oh geez but that was a show and people were like, how can you watch Outlander and you don't watch Handmaid's Tale? And I'm like, I don't know, but <laughs> I was like, I was really into Outlander. I think it's all like <laughs> the sexy Scottish, the, the Jamie Frazier, the Sam Hewen plays this like hi- Scottish, Scottish Highlander. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I will watch anything Sam Hewen is in. He's now in this <laughs> new, like. Anything with him, I'm good. Yeah. Any anything. <laughs> it's funny because he's in this new this new show uh or a movie called like Red Something or Other. It's like some, I don't know, war movie that I would normally never watch, but I'm like, oh, I will request it on stars. <laughs> I, I will just watch it because he's in it. But yeah, I, I understand that totally. But yes, let's go ahead and get into confessions. I will sip away your sins with my Sprite because this is settling my stomach right now so I don't die on Zoom. I need an example. I need to like get myself into like what I should be talking about. So a confession can be like um, an embarrassing story, um, a mistake that you made. Mm -hmm. All right. So there was one time, this is my embarrassing story that I tell people that um, I just, it's so embarrassing, it's stupid. So there was one time I went to, I was like, we were going to go to a Yankee game. So you take the train to the Yankee game and then we normally get like the little, you know, like the little bottles of liquor that you like take on the train with you. So, you know, like they're called nips apparently. And I, I had just learned that term and I wanted to sound cool. So at the liquor store. Um, I called the liquor store and I was like, hi, do you have any tits? I said tits to the liquor, the guy in the liquor store, like on the phone. And he was like, excuse me. And I said, do you have any tits? 
And the guy was like, no, we don't have tits. And then I realized that they're called nips and not tits. And then I just hung up the phone. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's a little embarrassing. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. I never knew that they were called nips. That's I found it out. And then that's why I called them tits because nips and tits for some reason in my head were the same thing. (laughs) I realized it wasn't the same thing, but. Oh my God. That's funny. I I don't know what else they could be called. I like, I just call them little bottles, but I guess nips is a. I guess, official term. I don't know. It's cute. You learn something new every day. Yeah, absolutely. You heard it here first, people, if you didn't know already. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm going to try to uh, sneak on like rosé or whatever to on the trains. No, no more alcohol in my drinks. <laughs> Definitely feeling better. So we in Cleveland, um, somebody just asked me to do a Cleveland slang. So I'm probably going to record that later and put it up on Instagram, like IGTV. Um, but we have this thing called the rapid and it goes all the way from the furthest South, I think, um, suburb. Mm-hmm. So like, all, I feel like all cities are kind of like this. You have like the downtown area and then you have like the first I guess, radius of like city living housing. And then you have like, uh, like then you start getting into like suburbs and whatever. Uh, so we would take the rapid. So we would get, and that's what it's called. It's like this electric train thingy. Um, but anytime we were going to like a, a game or like a concert or to like drink downtown, especially on St. Patty's day, that, that rapid train is like a party bus on St. Patrick's day. It is insane. (laughs) And uh, we would take that. So obviously we wouldn't have to drive. And, um, that's one time, uh, my friend's purse got stolen because she filled her purse up with like those little mini bottles of fireball. And she was like, we were going to, I think we're going to a Browns game. Uh, so she had like filled her purse up with those little mini bottles to like take his, I, I don't know why she just didn't bring a, a regular bottle of fireball, but <laughs> this is also pre COVID. So like nobody back then was afraid of germs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. okay, I feel like that's great for germ. Everyone gets their own, but yeah, no one thought like that back in 2019. <laughs> oh no, this was way beyond like before COVID. Um, and this guy stole her purse because That's he true. saw that it was filled with like the little bottles of fireball. Dang. That's terrible. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Ugh, just thinking about fireball right now is making me want to not. <laughs> well, share with everybody um, listening where they can find your store um, and follow you along on social media. Awesome. Um, so my company is called Lushy Labels. Um, Lushy isn't an actual word. I made it up because of the word lush, because lush is like both like, you know, a lush, like basically a drunk, but lush is also like extravagant. So I liked the way that the word had like this juxtaposition of like fanciness, but also like ratchet. Um, <laughs> I love it. I uh, love a good pun. So- yeah, so Lushy Labels, and um, I'm on Instagram at Lushy Labels, and my Etsy shop is also called Lushy Labels. Fun. I'm so excited to try them. 
And then do you do custom? Like if somebody were to send you like a photo, could you do? Mm -hmm. So I do photo labels. I do custom labels, like whatever font you want and whatever like that. I also do like semi-custom labels. So like for one of my best sellers right now is like an engagement label. So it's basically like the design is already made and then you just add like the couple's name at the bottom. So it's personalized, but you don't have to like worry about the design. It's just like me adding the name and printing it out. So there's a, a couple different options. And then there's like fully custom where you just ba- basically like work with me to create your own label or photo label, same thing. Oh, so cute. I feel like there's two types of people in the world, people who have gotten engaged and then people who have gotten divorced through the pandemic. <laughs> I'm glad you're on the engaged side, but I feel like now that the world is starting to open up, so many people are just going to be, especially all the weddings and stuff that got, had to be rescheduled. I bet event uh, venues and wedding planners and photographers are probably going to be booked for like two years at least. Solid. Yeah, absolutely. Because when we were trying to f- figure out our venue, because we got not, uh, engaged in August, it was like pretty much it, when we started looking in like October at venues, everywhere was completely booked for the entire year for 2021 because everyone had rescheduled from 2020. So everyone pushed oh. their wedding and we were like, all right, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll get married in 2022. So that's why we're getting married next year. Just that city, city hall it. Say like, screw I, it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I thought about it. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do because I, uh, all that stress, I don't think I would make it through planning a wedding. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm like, we have to like make the guest list soon too and send out the save the dates. And just the thought of like cutting people and whatnot is just nerve wracking. <laughs> The idea of getting married to me seems so terrifying. Just having like, so say you had, I don't know, a hundred person guest list, right? Mm-hmm. All hundred of those people are going to be staring at you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, it's so funny. Cause like little girls you think would be like daydreaming of their wedding, like as they're growing up and me, I'm like, <gasps> that gives me like the most anxiety <laughs> like that. Oh, I would city hall it. I would like go to like Lake Tahoe or something and bring like maybe five people and just call that it a day. Like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I'm going to keep you updated on when your episode goes out. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, uh, let's stay in touch and let me know if you have any questions. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. And don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, to give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. Be like, hey girl, just listen to this super awesome and relatable podcast from Mommy Wines. Here's the link to the episode. Have fun. You know. And to support the show and keep it growing, snag some MWP merchandise available at themommywines.com. 
You can also find all of my wine gadgets and my favorites right there under the shop page. For even more tipsy content, follow Mommy Wines Podcast on Instagram. On IG, I go live with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips, connect with all of you wine moms, and share some pretty funny memes if I do say so myself. All sponsor info and links will be available in the details below. So until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.